Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith. And today, listeners, I'm very lucky to have um, a male's perspective. He's a, he's a lovely guy. His name's Nicholas Cannon. He's done a lot of coaching and training and uh, relationship information with previously working with lots of men and helping them become their best versions of themselves in terms of dating and relationships. So welcome, Nicholas. Thank you, Lynn. Today, we're going to be talking about um, how to create healthy relationships and, and not only create healthy relationships, but maintain them for the long term. And you've got some, I think, very good insights around how we do that. And obviously, within that, um, challenging sometimes our perceptions of what that is and what that should look like. So take it away, Nicholas. What, what have you got to share with our listeners around how we can keep and ensure we maintain healthy relationships. All right, Lynn, thank you. So a bit of context for those listening to this, to this podcast. I spent a big portion of the last seven, eight years working with hundreds of men strictly focused around dating and relationships, right? And, um, and then through that work, I also got to talk to a lot of women because we will be bringing women into some of our workshops. But also we wanted to understand, you know, what, what makes for a good relationship? How do we find conscious partners? And once we find one that we're attracted to and that we're aligned with, how do we maintain that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Because finding a relationship that we're excited about and a person that we're thrilled and you know we, we find them attractive we have similar values and we're heading towards the same direction can already be challenging for a lot of people now once we find that person maintaining the passion maintaining the love the empathy yeah it's, it's a different game however what i found um was common in all these men that were struggling and then i found it to be also common for women and the number one problem in my perspective in relationships is thinking that someone else is responsible what i mean by this is that a lot of the women that i that i have talked to they have this idea that there aren't good men out there Mm. they have this idea that Conscious men are, are rare, you know, it's almost like a myth, a legend <laughs> uh, out of a fiction book. Um, and it was interesting because working with men, they had the same idea. They're like, where are the good girls? You know, mm. where are the good but passionate, connected to their body, sensual women? Um, and I was shocked because in my personal life, most of my friends were women. 
and I was surrounded by a lot of great women, women that if I wasn't involved romantically at the time, I would have probably dated or considered dating. Mm. And then these women were complaining about the same thing. And I was thinking, wow, like I work, I'm surrounded by not everyone, but most of the men were, were great men. They were men who had a, a genuine good intention. They wanted to become better men so they could have better relationships eventual better fathers these were men that understood that if, if there was something to be fixed or transformed um, it was up to them to take charge and take care of it and then I was I was shocked because I thought well there's there's a lot of great men I see them every day I work I work with them every day there's men of course some of them are still coming out of maybe a bad relationship or a way for a series of habits of self-sabotage, of shyness, or they're still learning to speak their truth. But in essence, they're men who are committed to being better men and to relating better to women. And these men were asking, where, where, where are the kind, generous, loving, nurturing, and sexy women? Mm. Um, and what I realized over time was that the women that eventually found a, a relationship that they were excited about and the men that I worked with that I never saw again because they fell in love and they you know, started a family and got married, um, they had one thing in common and that was that they stopped thinking that someone else, especially the other gender, was responsible for their love life. These women stopped perpetuating the narrative of there are no good men in the world and they started asking instead of thinking why are the men why are all men like that why are all men cheaters why are all men liars why are all men lazy they started asking themselves a different question which is how am i showing up in and and how is the way in which i'm being attracting these kind of relationships these kind of men and it's a very different question and a harder one um, and also a more painful one for a lot of people because, you know, if I think that all women are superficial, then I'm, I, I get to be righteous. That feels mm -hmm. good. And I, get, and I get to feel I am fine, they are wrong, and I'm, I'm a great guy. I'm the prize. You <laughs> cannot see that yet, you know. It's their problem. There's, there's no woman good enough for me um, because I'm too good right mm -hmm. that is that, that and that feels good but but it's a temporary relief because the deeper than that there's a pain there's the pain of not being met there's the pain of not finding a partner who i feel aligned with or not attracting someone who respects me and loves me in the way that that i want to um this happens to a lot of women i know a lot of women that have done a lot of inner work and along the journey, they forget about what they have learned and they think they're too good. They're too good for most men. And, and that can feel good in a, well, in a temporary way, but it leaves you without a relationship. It leaves you without the relationship that you want. And when you, when you start asking yourself, how am I showing up? Mm -hmm. 
why am I attracting this kind of circumstances, events, this kind of maybe low investment guys or low value guys? Why am I attracting boys and need mothering instead of men who are willing to lead, protect, provide? It's a, it's a more painful question because it, it makes you realize how you have been the one in a way holding yourself hostage all this time. And that's not easy to accept that I am responsible for the life I have created. Because it's easier if, if, if it's somebody else's fault, then until they change, my situation cannot change. So I'm off the hook. But the moment that I realize it is not, I don't want to say my fault, but it is my responsibility, then I get to do something about it. But the first thing I have to do is to be honest with myself, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. I say that nothing's your fault, but everything's your responsibility. So, yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. And, and when it comes to creating a relationship, um, for example, I have, I have two sisters. One of them got married two years ago and actually just, just told us this, this new year that she's pregnant. So that's very exciting. <laughs> um, and I have uh, an older one who is single and who has struggled maybe a big part of her life finding a, a partner that she feels fully aligned with. And in conversations with her, I, I could totally see why she was drawing in those men. You know, the way she was was very emasculating. So she attracted men who resonated with that. You know, she, she attracted men who were maybe a bit too permissive or who went through waves, you know, through being, they put up with maybe all the, the emotional little abuse that she was giving out, um, but then they exploded, right? And it was these waves of drama, of conflict, um, not to say that conflict is always negative, but when it's constant and all the same things, um, it's a red flag. And this year she started changing, but the last couple of years. And the change, she realized that if she wants to attract someone that she feels more connected to, that has stronger values, that is a man, not a boy, she needs to change the way in which she shows up. Um, if she wants to attract uh, men that are willing to invest, and what I mean by invest is investing their emotions, their time, the resources um, in being with her, she had to show up in a different way. Mm. Right? A lot of women that I know, and then recently I wrote about this on Facebook, and there was a lot of um, a lot of women who were really triggered by that. And I, in essence, what I said is that if you're constantly attracting low investment guys, and what I mean by low low investment guy, is someone who wants to put the minimum amount of effort wants to give you or share the, the least amount of commitment and wants to get as much as he can from you. Um, these men tend to be also narcissistic category, which is kind of like taking, taking, taking and at the expense of the other. And what I share is that if, if you're a woman and you're constantly attracting guys who just want to sleep with you or the ones they've slept with you, they don't want to talk, they don't want to go on dates, they don't want to do anything, they kind of relax and lay back. Or you're attracting men who 
you know, they don't even want to go on a date. They just want to invite you to their place and, you know, they want to rush things. Mm. Um, it is your responsibility. It is not your fault that that man is like that. But mm. there is something about your energy. There is something about the way you communicate that may that that makes that man um, an energetic match to you in that moment or that makes him think that this is okay. At the same time, I've, I've also met, I used to have a roommate many years ago. I lived with this Colombian girl. And she had, our, there was a way that she was in which no matter where she, where she went to a party, to a bar, walking on the street, she would often end up meeting or drawing in the attention from the, the wealthiest man that was there. Um, you know, which a lot of women will think, oh, you know, that's a, that's a good quality because then you're going to find a, I know, a rich husband. But there was also part of way in which she showed up that had attracted, you know, the wealthiest toxic guy who was out there. So we would go out sometimes just for a few drinks and always, always, this happened over and over and over, there would be some drug dealer or some guy who, mafia guy coming and hitting on her and buying stuff and paying for the drinks and everything. And and I, and I thought it was funny um, because she couldn't understand why why that was happening, but I could totally see the way in which she behaved, the way in which she, she showed up, even the way in which she dressed was was a match to that. So, um, in essence, what I want to say is that if you want to have the relationship of your dreams or the relationship that feels exciting to you and it hasn't happened, and you think it's because they're not good enough or there aren't enough conscious men, I invite you to to reflect or to ask yourself a different question. And the question will be, what can I do differently from what I have been doing so far to attract the kind of men that I'm interested in? Another good question will be, what things, what habits, yeah, what things am I doing that the men I want to have in my life are probably not aligned with? Um, yeah, because in a personal way, I, I, I felt like that for a while. I used to attract women that maybe were fun, but there was no depth to them. And I realized, you know what, I was frequenting just nightclubs, bars. I was not very open emotionally. I was not very vulnerable. So, of course, the, the kind of women that were drawn to a guy that was not vulnerable were women who were afraid of vulnerability themselves, their own and men's. So, you know, first I thought, oh, there aren't enough conscious women or there aren't good women or, you know, there's only hot, sexy, passionate women. And then on the other side, there's spiritual, but maybe uh, dull women. And what I realized it was that I was attracting everyone who was a perfect reflection or a perfect match to how I was. And because of that, if I changed who I was and how I was being, then the kind of person that I drew in would change. And it did. So I just want to circle back to that. If, if you don't have the relationship you desire so far, instead of blaming or pointing fingers or thinking, oh, all men are like this, or I always attract this kind of person, ask yourself, how are you co-creating that reality? If yeah, you, and because, also, yeah. Oh, 
There's, there, there definitely is the other side of the coin in, in every situation, isn't it? Um, that we are equally responsible for what we're attracting in terms of relationships to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's also, I've, I've talked with women that say, or oh, another in COVID, it's impossible to defend because the government closed this, the government closed that, uh, there's no, no, you can't go on a date. Um, it's the exact same thing. Some people blame the whole other gender. Mm. People blame the situation, the government, right? Oh, I don't have the relationship that I desire because everything is closed down. Um, in a way, that's also outsourcing responsibility. My invitation and what I have seen is that, of course, there's it's a challenging time in, in a lot of countries to date. But it doesn't make it impossible. Um, recently, there was there's there's a man that I used to work with, and he still works in the dating industry with men. And through the work he's been doing, he realized that right now online dating is really boy it has skyrocketed. People are at home; they're bored; they want to connect. Mm. So I think that there's always options if we choose to look. There's always the option to. And in those places, how do I choose to show up? Do I choose to show up jaded? Do I choose to show up annoyed, like, ah, I have to do this? Or do I show up with a curiosity? I think the the main thing is that we tend to fall in love with people who make us fall in love more and more with ourselves, right? Usually when we're in the presence of someone who makes us feel really good about ourselves, um, that's the person we want to have around because they, they spark that, a lightness, that bliss, that joy, the love within us. But we don't have to wait for someone to do that. You know, I think in the, the dating process, a lot of times we think that, or people see it as a chore. Like, ah, I have to do this like a, as a means to an end. I have <laughs> to do this so I can get to meet somebody. I have to go through through um, Tinder and Bumble and online dating just so I can go on a date. And then the energy with which Sometimes we show up in online dating or it's kind of jaded, annoyed, a little bit tired, a little bit like rejecting the whole thing. And that, well, first that comes across, you know, but second, it's just not a fun experience for anybody involved. I remember back in the day when I was very active on those online dating apps, um, at first, I used to really um, not not reject, but for me, it felt like a chore. Like, oh, I have to do this just so I can go on a date, and and I was very frustrated and annoyed at the <laughs> whole thing. She didn't reply. Didn't reply. She's not making good conversation. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. Oh, my pictures maybe are not good enough. All these kind of things, and then. It changed when I when I asked myself like how you know what would this look like if it were fun? How can how can I enjoy myself during this process, even if nothing comes out of it? And that's when I started realizing, you know what? I, I get to be creative, for example. I can send a message saying, hey, you know what, let's play a game, let's play the questions game. And you know, I came up with things with activities that even though it was online dating, they made the whole experience a lot more enjoyable. And I realized that. I stopped being attached to the outcome of going on a date of certain girl replying, certain women deciding to like me back or whatever. 
um, and I enjoyed the process. But at the same time, I started having better interactions with women that I was more connected to, which led to more dates and, and a lot more alignment. So um, back to our topic, yeah, it, the times are different and they can be difficult, but it doesn't mean they have to be impossible. It can be very enjoyable to do online dating right now. It can be a great time, especially let's say if you're a woman that is used to maybe letting her hormones take the best of her and maybe you go on dates very often and you jump into bed with a guy too soon and maybe you just you jump into relationships a little bit too early before you've got the chance to an investment in you. If you're a woman like this, it's a great time because in a way you are, you are forced to give yourself a little bit of time and space. You're forced to slow down. Um, if I was single and if whether I was a man or a woman, I would use this time to connect with a lot of different people. That I that I found attractive, so and connect with them over a period of time without a rush. So that once things the regulations relax a little bit, you know I, I will have first maybe a lot of options I'm excited about to explore in dates, or maybe there's someone that I already connected to, and then I have some other friendships or connections that were that made the whole lockdown a lot more bearable. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of it, like it I love the, I love the tip around you know the way you changed your mindset around um, you know seeing the dating site or app as a, a bit of a chore and a bind and a a bit of a faff, and then you know decided to look at it and how you could make it more fun and enjoyable and um, have a good time and not be attached to the outcome. I love that. Yes, and 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 I will play with that. You know, I. In the past, I, I I played with with that. You know, at one point I had pictures of me riding a motorcycle, surfing, showing off my tattoos, and I realized that appealed to a certain um, archetype of women. Mm. You know, the, and then then I changed that, and I had pictures of me speaking at conferences, meditating in nature, that drew in a different kind of women. Um, so. You know, if, if, if you find that all the men you're attracting into your um, dating profiles, like if you find that you don't like this kind of men, and then again, responsibility. Like how am I, how's my profile inviting that kind of behavior, right? And play yeah. with it, change it, explore, explore. Okay, you know, what, what if I remove this? What if I add this picture? What if I, instead of making a long bio, what if I maybe make it simpler? Or what if it's too simple and what if I share a little bit more about what I really want? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've looked at some guys' profiles when I've been on dating sites previously. And honestly, when you think, well, really, are you really expecting people to interact with you when you're showing yourself, you know, to sort of smoking, uh-huh. drinking, you know, bleary eyed uh, and probably a uh-huh. focus picture at that? <laughs> you know, you just think, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Totally. And um, if, if someone listening to this is already in a relationship, the same rule applies in, in the sense that, you know, the number one problem in relationships, whether it's creating them or maintaining them, is thinking that the other one is responsible. 
Um, for example, I'll give, I'll give a personal example. The other day with my girlfriend, we were having uh, this argument about, well, it was, it was about communication, about some boundaries. And I was really upset at her because I thought she doesn't know how to communicate. She is impulsive. She's explosive. She can't control her emotions, right? Mm. And of course, I talked with her about it. But in the conversation, I realized and what she invited me to do and reminded me to do was, she said, okay, she, she owned her part, but she, she also invited me to ask myself, okay, how am I responsible for that? And when I asked myself the question, I realized, well, you know, I, ha I am communicating with her in a way that is not fully clear that triggers certain parts of her. Like I am making it very difficult for her to stay grounded and for her emotions to be stable in this conversation through the way that I am showing up in it, right? So I thought it was beautiful because it was not, it was not the usual argument where, okay, this is what you have to fix and this is what you have to change, but it was realizing, wow, you know, she, of course, there's things that she needs to work on, but there are things that I can do that will evoke, that will inspire a different kind of energy from my woman. Yes. And, and vice versa. She was, she was asking me one day why, why she felt this tension, this, this connection between us. And, and the beginning of the conversation was, to me, it felt like a big weight. Like I am responsible for... And, and I took it that way. Okay, yes, I'm responsible. And I was exploring how am I, why am I disconnecting? Or why am I, what's in the way of deeper intimacy in this moment? What's holding me back from it? And then she asked me a question and she said, what am I doing or not doing that has you disconnect? And what can I do differently to make it easier for you to stay connected and for intimacy to flow, right? And I thought that was, thought so that was beautiful mm. because by her taking responsibility for this and it, it's the two of us taking 100% responsibility for what's happening through doing this we came up with solutions and we saw things that we could not have noticed if we it's her fault or it's my fault right so again it doesn't mean that we dismiss the way that men are showing up no we have to accept it but see it for what it is. And, and we cannot really change the way in which everybody else shows up. That's up to them. But we can definitely change the way in which we show up, our energy, and our own standards. And what were the solutions? Have the world adjust. Sorry. Pardon? Would you, would you be able to share some of the solutions you come up with on the back of her questioning around what could she do, you know, to um, create more... In, or not do to create more intimacy or connection between the two of you, would, would you be prepared to share what solutions come up on, on the back of that for the benefit of the listeners? Yes. So, for example, um, a big part of my work requires me to be on planning, executing, directing, leading mode, which is very head-based, right? Mm. Um very often when, when, when she says that she feels I'm disconnected, 
well, when a woman says this to her partner, what she's saying is, um, I can't feel you. I can't feel your body, right? Yeah. Or you're, or you're in your head, basically. Um, and then she starts asking me, why are you disconnected? What happened? This, you know, I don't like it. And then it's like trying to put out fire with fire, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in my head and then she comes with a logical, seeking a logical understanding of this, which is just, you know, it's contributing for me to go deeper into my head, to want to analyze, to reflect, to try to plan and organize. Um, what she can, what she can do, or what, what what she started doing, is realize, you know what? If 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 my boyfriend, if I feel him disconnected, the the way in which I can show up differently to have him connect to the moment is through my body, for example. So through her moving, coming, hugging me, kissing me, maybe teasing me a little bit, dancing, um, giggling, like just jumping around. Her her energy becomes a reminder and inspires, or if even if, especially if she starts, if she pulls me into a dance, then suddenly I'm forced to go out of my head and to be yes. in the moment and to be in my body with her in that moment. And then once I'm back into that connection, now there's, there's, now we can explore. She can hug me, kiss me, say, baby, what happened? Where were you? Right. And then I can say, well, I don't know. Or I was thinking about this and that. This is in my mind. It's a different kind of dynamic. Let's say that's one thing. Another thing is that a deeper intimacy and deeper understanding of who I am is what she wants. Instead of waiting for me to go first and just to share everything about my day, she can you know she can choose to be more present to ask better questions to ask deeper questions to explore right if she wants a lot more sexual intimacy then instead of expecting this happens to a lot of women they, they think that sex is something that men have to give them um, it happens to a lot of men too and the problem there is that sometimes when Let's say when my partner, when I don't want to have sex with my partner, most people think, oh, she turns me off or he turns me off. We rarely ask ourselves, how am I turning myself off? Right. Mm. That's a better question. Right. A while back, there was a time where I felt not apathy, but just not a lot of desire to explore sexually. And I thought, oh, you know, Maybe she's turning me off. Maybe she's this and that, right? Finding reasons outside of myself. But when I start asking myself as well, you know what? I stop eating in a way that is clean and that I like and that it makes me feel I respect my body. I stopped working out. You know, I don't feel as good in my in my own skin as before. Um, I started eating a lot of sugar. I started sleeping too late. I'm not getting quality sleep. I started spending maybe too much time on the laptop or too much time talking with her instead of creating some distance. And so it allowed me to, you know, to realize that and how can I turn myself on? You know, in what moments do I feel more turned on? Because the turn on is coming from inside, not from outside. The mm-hmm. outside is just a help. So same thing for her, right? How how can I turn myself on more without expecting for him to come and do this, this and that? And Let's say she understood that when she's more connected to her body, she just feels more sensual and that and that oozes 
and I can sense it and, I, and it turns me on. So she realized, oh, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of demanding, expecting or requesting more sex from my partner, but um, I don't feel connected to my own body, right? I'm not doing my daily yoga practice. I'm not um, taking care of the things that are important to me. So then I'm very in my head the rest of the day. So these are, these are things, these are ways in which she also realized, you know what? I don't feel very sexy in my body. I started eating too much during the lockdown. And, and what, what we have realized, what I have realized is that when I take full responsibility for the situation that is in front of me, I become very resourceful and very creative and, and I have full control over that. But the moment that I point fingers and I say, there aren't good men in the world or all the men that I attract are narcissists or all men are lazy or it's my boyfriend's fault that um, he's not um, he's not too open with me or he's disconnected or he plays too much like too many video games um, or my partner is dramatic all the time or they don't know how to communicate right the moment that that I'm pointing this finger outwards it just creates for a lot of frustration um, it creates for a lot of powerlessness because, okay, maybe your boyfriend, maybe the men you're dating are, you know, not the most conscious ones. And then what? What do you do with that? You know, okay, let, if, if you put the blame on them, if you put a label on who they are, first, it brings pain and a bit of frustration because life is not the way you want it to be. Um, second, it puts pressure on them. It puts pressure on the, on the men because they can feel that the way in which they're showing up is not enough for you. And a lot of times this creates even a, a bigger repulsion towards showing up in that way for a lot of men. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And finally, it, it's not serving anybody. You don't feel any happier. The situation doesn't change. However, when you when you you will find that you will inspire and evoke, I, I see it very clearly in relationships. When sometimes men come to me and the work that we do, it's very common for a man to be on the brink of a breakup. They say, "Man, she's dramatic. She's this. She's disorganized. She's she nags. She complains all the time. She, you know, she 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 she." she. And, and they give me a, a, a thousand reasons why a lot of coaches, they say, oh, you know, yeah, choose yourself, have higher standards. If it's not a fuck yes, then it's a no, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and, and I think that that, that that advice is a little bit, uh, I think it's empty. It's a bit of empty platitudes that sound very good, but are not very useful in a lot of cases. Um, what I say to the men that are ready to break up and who have a relationship that seems chaotic and painful, I tell them, all right, maybe, you know. And I, and I say, but, but what, what if there's a way in which you're showing up that is drawing all the nasty stuff from her? And that's mm -hmm. what you're getting. And then they're like, uh, okay. And, and I tell them, you know what? If you, if you were fully clear that this woman is not for you, you have broken up with her already. 
but you're coming to me and you're sharing this because there are doubts. You're not sure if the right thing to do is to break up or not. And I say, give yourself a time frame, three months, six months. And in those in, in that time, every morning during the day, like as much as possible, be impeccable in the way that you show up. Not because she's showing up good, nice, caring, loving. No, like whether she's dramatic, whether she's loving, where whatever she's being, you show up in a way that is impeccable. Be the best you can be. She's nagging you. Take a deep breath. You know, if you if you have reach out, talk to your friends. You know, don't 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 go back into your usual not being disconnection, rejection, judgment when ten, when the tension comes. And I say, and also treat her. Even if you don't feel like it, treat her as if you had just fallen in love, you know, go buy her chocolates, hide a note under her pillow, like do all this for three months. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you feel like, like why should I reward her if she's just being nagging and annoying the whole time? And I say, because, and I say, and then at the end of three months, like set the date on your calendar and then check who is my partner right now. And a lot of times, not always, but very, very often, men at the end of that period, they realize that they have a different partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you say, they've been showing up differently because we do slip into our own bad habits as well, which then are reflected back at us in our relationships, aren't they? Totally. And, and you know, and the best thing about this is that by the end of that exercise, you either have a new partner in a way you realize, wow, if the way I was showing up, that was drawing all the ugly stuff, or you realize that you have given your best and this person has not changed. So you mm. can, so you can, I think that's the only way to live a relationship with full integrity. Yeah. Because you won't, you won't want to be wondering, oh, should I have tried? Did I give it my all? You won't have regrets. Oh, maybe I should have given her flowers or, you know, there's none of that because there's, it's crystal clear. There's integrity. Um, I think there's honor in that as well. In, in, in that day, you, you tell the other person, hey, you know what? I've, done, I've been doing my best for the last six months and I really tried to make this work and I wanted this to work. And I just realized that me doing my best is not conducive to this working. So your room to find someone with whom this can work. I give myself room with whom my best can create harmony. And yeah, and it's the same for women. You know, if, if you're in a relationship and it's not working out, try that. Three months, six months, put it in the calendar, set a daily reminder. Don't and do not tell him that you're doing that. And then see what happens. That's a great exercise. I love it, Nicholas. Really love that. And it's a great one to finish up with. So um, on that note, I would like to invite you to offer your best, what's your best contact information for those listeners that would like to get in touch with you? Yes. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Nicholas without an H, Cannon, C-A-N-O-N, Nicholas Cannon. Um, on Facebook, I, I write very often. Um, I share a lot about insights around relationships in female masculine dynamic and also a little bit about plant medicine for those who are interested in that brilliant thank you so much it's been a really fascinating 
pull my teeth in <laughs> conversation and you've shared some great exercises and uh, some real insights and wisdom around you know how we can all have and work towards not only having healthy relationships but you know maintaining those for the long term as well and keeping them healthy yeah thank you um yeah it was a pleasure to be here and you know if if, if i can leave you listeners with with one thing or or one one quote that to me sums up the essence of what we share today is is this if it's to be it's up to me yeah <laughs> i have a similar one or if it's to do it's up to you <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah <laughs> but you know both around taking that responsibility for ourselves first and foremost so I'm just going to end up by saying what I usually say listeners and that is true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow Lynn via the Facebook group two hearts entwined or search Lynn Smith inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com that's l-y-n at hearts-entwined.com remember true love starts with opening our hearts